Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. <laughs> How's it going, guys? It's going well. It's all right. How's it going for you? Uh, it's it's going pretty well. I, Good. I'm not used to you throwing it back at me. I know. I was thinking I, about that earlier today. I was I like, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you always ask how we're doing. I want to check up on you. I want to give a quick shout out. If anyone has not listened to last week's episode, please do so. We had a special guest, Talia Norrish, on as kind of a surprise. Uh, That's been in the works for a little bit, and uh, she's pretty cool. Talking to voice actresses is fun. Um, And also, I've been, because of it, I've played Bleeding Edge a lot more lately, and that game is actually really fun. (laughs) Uh, I wish that Seth had his Xbox down here so that he could maybe give it a shot with me, but... Too bad. Haven't, haven't played it with Forrest yet, but... It's true. It's, I have it downloaded. You do. And... We talked about it so much last week. Yep. <laughs> and, um, it's very fun. She voices the, like... There's only a couple ranged characters in that game, and mm-hmm. so she voices one of, uh, It's Gizmo, and... I tried playing as one of the melee characters, and I did not feel like I was doing as good. But the ranged character, I felt like, was very good for me. Like, staying at a distance and, you know, poking and helping do damage. Mm-hmm. So, it's 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 been good. That game is fun. It's kind of hard to talk at length about it, because it is a, a purely multiplayer game. So, it's it's like, you can only say so much about how much fun you have with it. And... The modes are good, and the characters are fun, and they have good trash talk with each other. And one of the characters is a dolphin in a giant mech, so <laughs> there's weird... Yeah, it's a... I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird game, but it's fun. Can't go wrong there. Animals and mechs. Yeah. It's, it's a true. win-win yeah. for everyone. I mean, Overwatch has one. Yeah. It's got the hamster. Yeah. All these hero H- shooters. Hamtaro? Is that what it's I, called? I don't think it's Hamtaro. No. I think that's a whole sure? different thing. <laughs> that is an entirely different thing. I think that's, yeah. I don't I, know. I'm still not, I don't, I think it's an anime, but Forrest would know. It our is. Resident I grew up weed. on it. Um, Listen, I haven't watched it since like 2003. So, pop off. <laughs> um, I want to talk about, I've so, I've played a lot of stuff, and a lot of it is stuff that the, the audience has heard me talk about, and but some of it has given me a new perspective. So uh, I played Persona 5 this weekend. I play like 10 hours of Persona 5 um, because, like I've said on the show before, once you play it for a little bit, you kind of just want to keep going. And so I'm almost at the end of the Madarame Palace. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the end portion. I've got the Will Seed pieces. Um, got to... Uh... Send the calling card? Yeah. I haven't sent the calling card yet. That's my next step, and then I'm in. So I'm I'm really enjoying that. The I love the weird... I, I'm excited to see how in future palaces they, they manage this, but the dichotomy with the real world affecting the palaces, like with them having maybe security door, like a door that locks... It, it opens up a whole new area in the palace and stuff like that. I'm really interested to see the mechanics in the different palaces because uh, I've been running... So there's... This palace is sort of set up like a museum because he's an art guy. And 
I keep running into the laser wire because I'm rushing. Mm-hmm. And so like it buzzes and then I get like 5% of notice. And it doesn't matter because I battle everyone I see. So it's always down to like zero. Right. But it's <laughs> it's really annoying to like run into the and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've got to pay attention to where I'm going. So it's it's uh, Persona 5 is great. Um, don't, don't have much more to say than that. I want to talk about... I decided to be sad the other day, Seth. You did? Uh, yeah, I... What a shame. <laughs> um, I decided to put some of my energy to playing Kentucky Route Zero. Great game. Great game. I played episode four, and... Uh, man, I don't know how that game is going to end... And I don't know how people that played episode four back in like 2013, 2014 felt. Because it feels like such a natural ending to some of what the game is trying to say. And it's so weird. Like I it's it's like a the the last episode to me is just a big question mark as to what it's gonna be. I don't wanna spoil too much of it. But there's a lot of stuff that seemingly wraps up and leaves in a good sort of mystery-esque... Like, it, it, it definitely has a sense of closure that I don't know that I was expecting and I don't think is there in a lot of the other episodes. So, it's weird. I don't know if... how did It's been so long since you've played it, I think. Honestly, <laughs> I really... I almost can't speak at all to yeah. to the stuff because it really has been many years since yeah. experiencing it. Um, so I, I've I've enjoyed that. Um, I've got about maybe three hours left with the game because each of the chapters is about two hours, and then there's the interlude chapters, and so I have to play that one and the last one. I'm definitely going to power through that this next week. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I, there was not a lot of discourse about the ending of it after it came out, and so I don't know if it like lost some of its luster or if maybe it fizzles out. We'll see. I will let you know, listener, uh, my take at least. But um, yeah, I Kentucky Route Zero. I've gotten really back into Destiny Two, <laughs> and I warned you all that this is going to happen. The new season is great. The story mode is so cool. The Seth, the pyramids are here. And they are making themselves known. They're showing up in public events. It's really cool. What and if a traveler sized pyramid appeared? Well, as like an economy between like this huge sphere that you have going around with a huge pyramid. Well, a traveler sized pyramid did kind of appear. Oh. Yeah, it's on Io right now. Gotcha. So right now, if you are in the director, which is where you see all the planets, Io is kind of eclipsed by this triangle, and you can see it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's neat. Uh, I finished the Shadowkeep story, and that is really good. I really enjoyed it. It's... I don't know how much it costs to get Shadowkeep now because it's been so long since it came out. But I don't I I think it was worth playing. It's a good little story. 
and Eris Morn is awesome. So I've always liked Eris a lot. So she's a person with a third eye. It's bizarre. It's, it's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is bizarre. They really are, I feel like we're heading towards this cool split where there's going to be this like light side vanguard and dark side vanguard, which I talked about before. Because we have Eris and the, the, the Drifter and the Stranger kind of working together in this new expansion. And Eris and the Drifter have such a good rapport. Like in these season story missions, you hear them interacting a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Um, they're, they're both very good characters that I honestly was kind of worried they weren't going to mesh well because the Drifter is kind of this fast-talking, you know... Matthew McConaughey guy and Eris Moore is very slow and well it's it's a similar dynamic that Eris had with Cade yeah 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 you're right you're right I I don't man Cade's been dead for a while I I forget about Cade yeah Uh, his picture is in the Roman shop still but (laughs) you know rip Cade Uh, so I had to look up something so I guess there was this event in Destiny a while ago Seth called like the 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 Vanguard Games or something. Like, it was their version of the Olympics or something. Yeah. And so there's this, like, weird statue next to Zavala. And I'm like, what? What is this statue? Where? What is this for? This is bizarre. And so I looked it up. It's because the Titans won the, mm. the Vanguard Games out of the three factions. Huh. So it made me think, where would it have gone if Hunters had won? Because Cade don't exist. Like, where's <laughs> their part of the tower? Oh, good yeah. question. Um, so, whatever. Titans won. I play as a Titan, so everyone mm. else can suck it. We're great. But, you know. Spoken like a true Titan. It's, <laughs> it is true. We are the, the brute force of the three, the three classes, if you want to call them that. So I, I'm interested to they see. Are classes. They are they classes. They do call them that in the yeah. game. <laughs> classes and subclasses. Um, so I'm interested to see what, what happens in September when they start uh, taking away content and refreshing it. Um, so I, I do love that there's this feeling. Uh, so Seth, you, you mentioned earlier we were talking about, like, what's it like to come into Destiny right now? And Forrest can speak to this a little bit. Um, but as someone who jumped in now, like, and Shadowkeep is, we're, we're way past that and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are implementing, we talk about, like, weapon sunsetting, where they're going to take stuff out. So they basically have said, everything that is not part of this most recent season is going to like everything without this most recent season icon is going to be sunsetted right and you have to re-get it so it's really nice to be like i can just dismantle this because it's not going to go high <laughs> enough you know what i mean True, like yeah. it's it helps you feel not bad about holding on to stuff so it's made it really easy to level up and not waste materials on certain pieces of armor that may not be viable later so it's good They've they've really refined some of the, um, what was it called before when you would upgrade stuff to a certain light level, when you got like you wanted this gun to be a certain light level instead uh, of the one you got. 
I can't remember. Yeah, I don't but remember. But they, they fixed that and made it way better. Infusion. <laughs> Infusion. So they fixed that, made it better, and it doesn't cost a million things. Like, you still have to earn them, but it doesn't cost too much. And, yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I think it's fun. And I'm interested. I played a little bit with Forrest, and he had a moment. He... It was a prolonged moment. <laughs> it's he, still happening. No. Um, no, no. He. I'm glad I kind of talked to him about it before. I was like, you got, like, worked a little bit by... Because he got, like, real mad at Gambit. I don't normally get mad at games. You get even? <laughs> no, because that's... That's an edgy saying. <laughs> but, so... So I started Destiny 2, and... I... <sighs> I only played it for one day, or was it two days, maybe? I don't, I, know. I don't know how long you played it for. I, I know we played, like, one <laughs> round of Gambit. And yeah, you were we done. played it like a strike or something, or a raid. So, before you begin, my first question has to be, why would you start Destiny 2? It was free, and that trailer that came out, like, last month, I think, that got me really hyped. Like, I, I wanted to get a little bit back in. And yeah. listen, it's nice to have games to play with friends. True. So David was going to play with me. It was free. How could, how could I say no? Well, how can I say I have something better to do? You, uh, you don't have to have something better to do. <laughs> yeah, I just have to something say else no to, do. to Destiny, in my opinion. Well, I didn't. So I started it. Uh, I like that the the starting mission is the starting mission for Destiny One. I I like oh, yeah, that. You're a little playing bit. through the new lights, right? That I yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It wasn't in, in the original game. Well, was the original one the invasion of the mm-hmm. the city? Okay. So yeah, I didn't get any of that then. So yeah, that first mission. You was can play through that. Cool. I would love to because nothing makes sense right now. There it, you go. The world is like it's kind of overwhelming. Like there's, it just it feels so much more expanded with like more characters to like go talk to and like get quests and stuff and like shop or whatever from and it's really overwhelming compared to the to how much I played of the first one, um, and I I think I really do need to just take some time to go through like that base story, uh, set of missions and just get myself used to the world again and how, like the whole game works because I am not vibing with it right now yeah. one bit. Well, I guess one of the things, I can't not imagine the the sheer amount of information you have to get to get up to speed right now in the game, like yeah. starting from zero. And I, I don't know how they're going to do it, like, come September, where you won't actually be able to play these missions anymore from the, from the base game. They're just taking it out. Right. And so, like, if new people jump in, how are they then going to get that information? What's going to be the method that they deliver the backstory to these people? Yeah. If at all. Or maybe they're just being like, screw it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, all that, that stuff happened. It doesn't really matter now. Yeah. <laughs> because in the end, it didn't really matter in the first place. I mean, ultimately, nothing really matters, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Especially in Destiny, yeah. where they're... You know, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, I like the fact that I was able to carry over uh, my Guardian from the first game, even yes. though I don't have any of my armor or guns or anything, so he just looks like a standard hobo comparatively to everyone else who is decked out with the coolest stuff. Yeah, it's rough to walk through the tower sometimes. Yeah. It's real disheartening, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. 
Um, but yeah, that so David played with me and like it was nice having someone to play with. And I really like how the world design is different. Um, especially in the EDZ, that is the main um playable area that I saw. Um, in, in like the Cosmodrome, I really like it. Like, I don't know what they did going into Destiny Two to change up how the world looked, but I like it a lot better. It's a lot more colorful now, in my opinion, and I really like the actual like scenery and the settings that I'm in now. the The game definitely looks beautiful, and it makes me wonder how they're gonna deal with cycling in Destiny 1 stuff. Yeah. And if it's going to get, like, a polish and look nicer. Yeah. Well, of course it is. They're not going to directly transfer stuff from yeah. Destiny 1. They're going... It's Spruce going to it be this quote-unquote same areas, but, like, they're going to be... This is going to be the same layout, but for all intents and purposes, like, they're going to be different areas. Yeah, I would hope so. Because the stuff that happens to them has <laughs> has to be current to what is happening in the storyline. Fair. But, in yeah, the, uh, the EDZ has this, like, cool, like, destroyed church, which I'm always a sucker for that aesthetic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I saw that, and, like, I, like, I, I did smile. I was like, oh, this is really nice. I like this. And just, like, that area in general, like, there's there's roads, there's streets, there's actual buildings. Like, people did live here, unlike the Cosmodrome um, back from when I was playing Destiny 1, where it was all just rusted out machinery in factory. So I, I love the Cosmodrome. I think yeah. it was I, great. I'm I excited to back, replay it. I liked it back then, but, like, retroactively now, seeing what, like, this world could have looked like... Mm. Or seeing what, how like the people lived in it a little more, like I, that's more yeah, interesting I, than me. I can see that. I suppose <laughs> uh, the 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 European Dead Zone is probably one of the more impressive locations in the game, uh, and it's certainly the Destiny Two does a very good job of of first impressions uh, when like you see all of this new stuff <laughs> and all of this stuff to do, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, but then. Eventually, all that stuff is gone. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's there's still good stuff. There is like it's not a bad game, but like just the way I'm experiencing Gambit it right Prime now, is bad. Very over. That's why it's going away. <laughs> but normal well, Gambit, Gambit, normal oh, Gambit's good. Man, what's Gambit Prime? Gambit Prime. What's... Instead of best two out of three, it's one, and it's way longer, and it's freaking brutal. <laughs> It's really rough, but they're getting rid of it. Okay. Don't worry. My so. least favorite game mode so far. Yeah, I... You you couldn't get over <laughs> the the fact that your guns didn't do I, as much cool stuff as other people's. Yeah, like, and David was really trying hard to be rational with me and be like, you, your guns are doing fine. Like, everything is... Balance well, yeah. in a way where, like, <laughs> you can do the work. And I was just like, I just don't feel like it. Yeah. I was getting so mad. And it set me off for the rest of the week. Like, I think we played, like, last Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. I can't yeah. remember which. But, like, it, it, like, the only thing I've touched since then is I went back to Halo 3. And I've just been playing through that. Yeah. <laughs> just to feel something again. <laughs> just to feel. Oh, God. Uh, 
Well, the good good thing about that is, if you are dismayed at your lack of flashy guns, if you play through the campaign, there is a mission that you do that give, that gives you an exotic. Cool. Yep, that was that was one of the cool then. things. It was one of three exotics, apparently, and they're all pretty good. Yeah. So, do you get to choose, or is it just kind of like uh, I don't here remember. you go? I'm pretty sure Sorry you get to choose. Wasn't a sweet, sweet whatever was one of them, and that was one of my favorite exotics. The like really big clip machine gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and nice. it does more damage as you fire. Oh, Ooh, man, I that like gun that. is good. Uh, like who knows if that one will be carried over? Well, I, I'm pretty sure all these. It better will. be if I but keep up I, playing I, this game. I would bet that that gun is not meta currently. <laughs> no. <laughs> if it was ever. I don't no, know. No, it's never meta, but I liked it. It, it. it was always good in Gambit. Because at the end, when you get those bosses, like it was a good it was a good damage dealer to the bosses, the primevils. Maybe. That's what they are. But right now, I got that uh, grave, grave, whatever, the grave horde or whatever, the one you get for getting the season. Um, I don't know. I don't have it. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah you're, you're looking at me like I should uh, know, but I'm not. Well, playing you the said game the name currently. of it earlier. It was the the That's grenade launcher you get uh, for, and that thing melts everything, and it's the best. I've heard, I've heard that it's oh, very good. It's so much fun. It made me start liking grenade launchers in this game, which I've always hated them. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I still, so I still follow enough Destiny YouTubers to like have a idea of what's going on. Well, not really in the story so much, but like I have more of an idea of the the current meta and like what <laughs> guns are good and which is really weird that I would have that knowledge and not knowledge of the story. But that is yeah. I don't know. We'll see September whether I want to give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if I hold out till you continue playing at all. So Speaking of holding out and playing games, uh, Seth, you've been playing a game, <laughs> and it's it's seemingly, according to Twitter, been testing you a little bit. First and of all, so okay. Ex- before I talk about it, I want to talk about that transition you just tried to make. It didn't. I don't really think it it made a whole lot of sense. Uh, I mean, it seems like this. You actually tweeted the other day, like, I. I booted up and I don't know if like I'm just gonna quit. Yes. And so luckily oh, okay. the game made the decision for yeah, you. Yeah, because it crashed. It that, seems that like you, it <laughs> seems like you are making yourself play this. That's what I was saying. Like you're bearing through this. Mm. But I could be. You could tell me differently. I would like to know. Okay. So as I said last week, I started playing The Last of Us Two, the critically acclaimed hit. Best-selling PlayStation game ever, um, game of the century, whatever you want to call it. I yeah, so I started playing that. Um, it's 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 been an experience so far. Um, I I'm not through with the game yet, and it's it's very strange because to, to for me to talk about like my perspective on the game right now, um, one of the, so, I'm gonna spoil the ending of the original game. Yeah, that's Just fine. Full, oh no, a full, game from eight years ago? Interestingly, <laughs> the, uh, the very first scene in Last of Us 2 is Joel talking about his decision from, at the end of, 
the the first one. Is so he explaining it to he's no, he's talking to his brother. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. And so Tommy? like yeah, and so if you haven't played the first one, I don't know why you would play the second one, but it does spoil it in, in the opening minutes. Um, I mean, I I would I wouldn't think it would be that actually um, uncommon for people to have. Play, be playing this one and not playing, not play the first one because it's such a big game. Um, so the ending of The Last of Us, the original, uh, you Joel takes Ellie to the the Fireflies, the the hospital, um, and they she and they say to create a vaccine for the plague from her that she won't be able to survive the operation. Joel decides, well, no, I don't want her to die. Um, what, whatever you think about that decision, uh, it, it certainly varies from, from a lot of people, but so he, he kills everyone. Um, and, and, <laughs> and but not everyone enough. <laughs> he, so he, he kills everyone in the facility. He takes Ellie, uh, and goes back to this town that his brother, um, had, I don't know if he'd set it up or it was just this town that they had found. That they were, yeah. Um, and so, but it kind of, like, the game leaves off in this weird sort of ambivalent place because, like, Joel decides he's he's not going to tell Ellie what happened, and uh, they just go to this this new town to, to live, and you're like, well, what comes next? I don't understand. What, what is happening? There's, there's not really much of a resolution. Um... So I, I set that up to say, uh, where I am at in the game, I got through, I have to feel like I'm done with a major portion of the game, um, because I got to a point in the game where uh, there had been this great buildup um, to this confrontation, and the way the confrontation left off um, like it was kind of the exact same feeling as from the end of the the original game, where it's just sort of like not really really in any resolution. There's not really anything to hold on to, like uh, to get that kind of catharsis from the moment that you were hoping for. Um, and so I was fully expecting the game to like end, and then it presents you with like. Seemingly a whole, whole nother, like, direction that the story is going in. And and I got at, to the beginning of this part of the rest of the game, and, and I, I that's where I left off. And so, like, all of my, all of, like, the opinion, like, the thoughts that I had built about the game were kind of upended because I thought there's the game more. was going to be over. Yeah. And now there's a whole new thing, and I'm like, well, I don't... I don't know what to think now. I don't know how to, like, process everything because I thought I had all the information. And now I don't. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't know how to, like, form opinions of this right anymore. All of the opinions that I thought I had were based on something that was not accurate. And so now I have to <laughs> wait. Um, it's, it's, so I'm in a, a strange space when it comes to, like, the majority of the content of the game. But I can give some general stuff um i i kind of I, I want so i want to a big part of the 
discussion, the discourse around the oh, the discourse, the discourse around this game. Um, oh, there's some discourse. Has <laughs> well, so the initial discourse has stemmed from the kind of restrictive um, embargo that Naughty Dog put on this game, as so as to not reveal certain plot points to people who are reading reviews. Um, so I kind of want to stay loosely with those um, when when I'm talking about this stuff, um, just because. Like, first of all, I don't have all the information to be able... Right. So, yeah. it, at, at this point, it would be kind of reductive, I think, to spoil some of this stuff, because I can't actually give right, the full right, context right. of things. That, that's understandable. Um, and respectful. So, the game is... Well, first of all, it is very technically impressive. Yes. Like, the game is... An incredibly well polished game. It beautiful looking, um, in in this kind of stark and and, and brutal way uh, that you you know that you find in post apocalyptic games. Um, it the it plays very tightly. Like the um, the it's the the controls of the game. Not really the controls, but playing it feels. Like, it's, it's a good feeling game. Um, what else? Uh, it's, like I said, it's, it's, all of my thoughts on the game are, are really scrambled. Um, so I, I'm enjoying it in that instance. Um, like, the, the act of playing, much like with Destiny, with the stuff I complain about, <laughs> the act of playing the game is still, like, enjoyable. Yeah. The... The scenes, like the tense scenes, really, like pretty much all of them have really worked for me. Um, that I've never really been like outright scared because it is a quote unquote horror game. But the there's been when moments get really tense, you're, it's it's been very tense, um, and a lot of it has to do with like the way the game looks because they have gotten very close to realism in it. Um, it's weird though. There are times, like, in singular scenes where character models will sort of, like, do this weird, like, like nothing changes about the models, but it's, like, the way their uh, expressions change and the way lighting changes and and their camera angles, that it, like, it feels like they phase in and out of looking realistic. Like, one, one second, we're like, man, he, all, that person almost looks like a real person, and then he'll, like, move his head and change his face and is like, oh, no. That, 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 <laughs> that's a definitely game. a video game. <laughs> um, so that's really weird. But it, it, it's, it has never hit that weird Uncanny Valley type stuff, um, which is good. Um, so the game itself is... You alluded to how it has been a bit of a challenge for me, and that is because one of the sort of major things about this game is that there um like it's it's a there is a larger cast of characters than just Ellie and Joel like just the two people like there were tertiary characters in the first last of us that were around but they they weren't the camera wasn't focused on them um in this game there are a lot more characters than uh, than that that the camera is focused on and there are certain characters in it that 
do not make good initial impressions, and then continue to not make great impressions, <laughs> but you are, like, forced to follow them. Yeah. Um, and so that has been, like, doing that stuff has been difficult because it's, like, I know that the game, what the game is doing is trying to set me up to, like, empathize with certain characters. But it, but the way, I don't know, it, it it's at the same time making it, like, as hard as possible because of the way the stuff is framed in the game. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, so that was what I had been going through when I was, like, the other night when I turned the game on and I was like, Ugh, I don't want to play as this character. And then the game just crashed and I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm just not going to play tonight. That's a sign. <laughs> um, so... One so this so a weird thing about the game, the after the inciting incident happens and you like you you start actually playing the game, um, like the game takes place in Seattle, so the moment when Ellie gets to Seattle, so the first sequence, it's so bizarre, you you go. Uh, you enter Seattle, you go, and you find this, like, tourist map in in some uh, just building. Um, and the beginning sequence of the game opens up into, like, this kind of pseudo-open-world type thing where there are all these different locations yeah. around that you can pull open this map, and there are all these different locations that you put markings on and you, like, can methodically go through and look at them at sort of, you, you can choose what to do. And so I, it was so weird because I got to that part of the game. I was like, oh, is this what this game is going to be like? And then it never happens again. From then on, it's all very linear. And yeah. I was like, that was... That sounds just kind of like a way to waste time. Well, it wasn't. I, of, it was like enjoyable. It and I think a lot of it was um, designed to give you open space for interactions with characters. Um, it reminded me of Fair. God of War a lot. How just like the act of moving through empty spaces was still meaningful because the characters were talking to each other. Yeah. Um, but it was just so weird because, like, it's after you exit that, it's like an immediate switch that there you never do anything remotely similar to that again. All of it is moving forward, and so I just I thought it was so weird that that happened um, because it's so unlike anything else that happens in the rest of the game. Um, Another interesting thing, the we all remember the E3 trailer, right? They, where they put, shuffled all the people into the big tent and yeah. had a little um, party. This that, is this is church or whatever yeah. Sean Lane said. What a, the the reveal yeah. trailer? <laughs> it was a great trailer. Everyone raved about it. Yeah, that trailer takes place in the game before the game opens, so it is like. Like it's you don't see that. Yeah, you now. don't see it. But as the game starts, it like characters are talking about what happened in the content of that trailer. This is the dead speak. This is the <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> E3 was the Fortnite for Last of Us Two. <laughs> I bring it back around. Also, the last okay. Week. I I think it is more artfully done than that. <laughs> Because it's not just presented as, like, a scrolling block of text. Yeah. Um, and Poe saying a 
stupidly vague. But yeah, it's actual Honestly, characters who only. were like there, like in that location, are talking about the events of the last night. Uh, but that it was just weird. Like that's never that's something I never experienced before. Like the promotional material is part of the storyline yeah. of the game. Um, yes. Uh, gosh, so I don't know. I mean, so there's just been like... I've heard there's been some weird stuff with the trailers. Yeah. And we can talk about that yeah. after you've beat the game. Yeah. But I've um, seen some people on Twitter posting a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's it's interesting, like, going back and looking at some of the stuff. Um, uh, like, Naughty Dog created some fake events and scenes so as to not spoil stuff in the story of the game, which was very interesting and something like I encountered one of those one of those fake scenes and I was like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> this is not... Like, I remember something like this happening, but it's not exactly how yeah. I remember it. Um, yeah, so I, I... I can't... It's very hard for me to go all, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that more in depth And we're not expecting it. you to. Um, well, well, I imagine this will be much more interesting, because Forrest and I, we read the spoilers yeah. when they came yeah. out. Like, I, I've read all the stuff about the game. And I've watched the second half of the game so far. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm interested to hear. I want to <laughs> know how loud your PS4 has been. Uh, you because know, that's a good meme a that's been going around. It's been going on pretty high gear. Um, and because this is just a base model PS4, um, so it's, it's this definitely... This is before it even got slim. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's doing its best. Um, <laughs> it's trying real hard. Uh, I honestly haven't noticed it all that much. Uh, I mean, it's certainly very loud, but the game is engrossing enough for me to kind of... Tune it in. Yeah. Uh, but every once in a while, I'll, 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 I'll like, listen for it and be like, man, how is this thing even running? Uh, it's So that's pretty good. But and I, they get as much out of the game as they possibly can. Uh, so it makes sense. That's been one of the beautiful things about playing Persona 5. Because it's not as as intensive as other games. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it runs so silently compared to, like, when I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, where, like, yeah. that thing was... And I have the pro, so it, like, the fan goes higher to adjust for how, like... Apparently, the pros get even louder because they are trying to push more performance. Mm-hmm. It's so, like... That's strange. Yeah. You'd think it would be... It would work the opposite. Yeah. But... Huh. Yeah, so The Last of Us 2, I... It's... It's, it's really hard for... <laughs> I feel like I, I haven't done a good enough job talking about it, but it's very hard for me to formulate any, any, uh, m- anything more than surface level opinions at at this point. Um, outside of like the, outside of vaguely alluding to some of the stuff that has yeah. has been uh, a bothersome for me. Um, and man, the game it really it pulls no punches. Um, it's it's a pretty. <laughs> Like it's it's a gruesome game. How how's the violence been for you? Like um, has it been like too much? I mean, I, that's I'm, been a critique I've seen. Like I'm that's pretty, like really hard to. I'm pretty desensitized to that stuff. Yeah. Um, especially in video games. Um, like this game has like people gurgling and stuff after like yeah, it's, but it 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 almost you you remember like when the 
the first Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider came out. Yeah. yeah. And and people made a big deal about like the oh, horrific gosh, yeah. death scenes in it. Yeah. Um, there are this is similar. there are a lot of almost every death scene actually like when your character <laughs> dies is something equivalent to that. Oh gosh. Um, and there and yeah they're uh, just because of the how vivid the graphics are. It allows them to be not really more creative with deaths, but um, shine more of a spotlight on kind of the gruesome nature of it. Yeah, um, be more honest with it. Yeah. So while it hasn't been like all that affecting for me, um, because like it, it's I don't know it's because I, like I'm in the in the video game mindset. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to remove myself from that and be like, oh, this is kind of disturbing. Um, like it would, like there are images that if I were like watching it in a movie theater, maybe that I, yeah. that I might cringe at, but, yeah. um, so I don't know. Uh, I think that's, there's probably more we can speak on that or that I can speak on that when the game is finished. Um, I know, because I know that has been, like, a, a hotbed of discussion, uh, and people have thrown around the term, the ludonarrative dissonance term when it, when it comes to it, um, but I don't know, I, I don't have, like, a, at this point, a, um, a very, any, anything more than kind of a mild opinion on the, on the, the bloodiness of the game, um. One big difference I found, though, between the first one is that um, the game is much more focused on violence uh, between humans. And, like, there are still moments with the zombies and, and the, the clickers and stuff, but it all it's, it's a lot less than it was in the first game. It's a lot more about, mm. like, most of the encounters are, are dealing with humans, and... You know, I think that's on purpose and, and part of what yeah. Naughty Dog is is trying to to say. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I it's want, been an interesting experience. One last thing I want to ask you before we go to break: um, like, can you imagine being in the reviewer's shoes, like having that sort of? restrictive embargo like now that you now that you've tried to talk about it like and having to write this piece that's going to go to everyone like it's yeah i i imagine it'd be very it would it would have to be very difficult because you can't like one of the things that they told people happens in like the first two hours of the game and it's like a major event in the game and you're somehow not allowed to talk about that even though it weighs very heavily on the the rest of the game right and so i imagine that would be a very daunting task um and it's definitely like if i were to talk about it now there would be a lot more that i could say um so yeah i don't i don't envy the people in that uh in that position yeah i was just curious i like i'm i'm never gonna play this game i know that i'm not (laughs) going to i have no interest in it um uh, the only vendetta I really have against it is that Naughty Dog, for some reason, is being really aggressive towards people that have reviewed it poorly, which yeah, is strange. Yeah, and it's... And, and that's another thing, like, 
I didn't even. Well, it's something that we'll certainly have to talk about when I when I finish the game. But yeah. So much like around the, the the discourse about this game has it it affects the like it, it affects the way you see the game. Um, the the current like global pandemic. Yeah. That also sort of it it creates another lens through which you look at the game. And then also there's like the whole issue with the the, the development stuff at Naughty Dog and, and yeah. how developers have been subjected to countless hours of crunch to 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 push this game out the door and it's like it's it makes it so there is it is. It's a complicated game to talk about, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, for me, it makes it even more complicated when I just can't even like th- create words about it because of what of where I am in the story. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I did see a very good meme because this game, of course. These people are living in a sort of zombie pandemic. because And Ellie is, as we know from the first one, uh, immune. Like, Dina, I guess her name is Dina. Dinah mm-hmm. is wearing a mask. And it's like, why aren't you wearing one, Ellie? And she's like, well, you know, I've got the card from... The, like, it was making fun of people that won't wear masks. It was really funny. So the game did produce something good in my life. Uh, so I'll take Gave it. Gave you a laugh. Um, but... With that, we are running a tad long in the tooth. Um, Forrest, you didn't play too much besides Destiny, right? Nope. I think that's what I gathered from our Destiny earlier conversation. So with that, we will be uh, going to a break. Be right back. And we're back. Hopefully during that little break, you were going on social media and checking out what we got at Suplex the Sticks um, on all social medias and reviewing the show on whatever podcatcher you're using. Uh, You can do that. There's like three little dots usually in the corner and it'll let you, it'll pull up a menu and you can review us. Uh, And also if you swipe up most of the time, that's how you get to the show notes and I put all of our social and our Discord in there so you can hang out and talk about video game stuff with us. We throw some random uh, stuff in there usually, like we'll talk about news and pressers. Um, I actually, today I posted in there because Bungie, we talked about Destiny 2 earlier, but they have a Pride pin of their logo with Pride stuff with uh, the pride flag and they also have a black lives matter pin and you not only get a pin for like your jacket or backpack or whatever you want to put it on but also for in game and it all goes to charity so love a good pin love a good pin that's true and so though i wish they would have done it with like the weird curvy triangle thing that's the logo instead of the fist with the lightning bolt yeah i prefer that one yeah I get it. All right. Speaking of Bungie, well, 
There's a weird transition. We're going to talk about Microsoft. Yeah, not speaking of Bungie at all. Yeah. Speaking of Bungie's former employers. <laughs> former, former. Yeah. Yes. Former, former. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they solo. Again. Um, so let's talk about Xbox, baby. Because they announced some cool news today. Yeah. And there's some cool rumors that have been happening. And I want to see if you guys, what you think about some of these rumors. Okay. Let's uh, do it. So the there they announced that there is going to be an Xbox demo event. I believe the week of the twenty first in yes. July. Yes, twenty first through the twenty seventh. Yep. And it's only going to be during that. So make sure you clear some time. Yes, <laughs> and some hard drives. And some they hard drives. They're calling space. it the Summer Game Fest and demo event or something. Yeah. So actually, so Steam did something like this earlier in the year. Oh really? Um, but it's basically what it is. It's effectively like what the E3 show floor experience would be. Yeah. They're going to have a bunch of demos of games that are currently in development. Yeah. Like um, show floor demos, not yeah. like the polished, <laughs> yeah, almost well, finalized ones that we normally get on a marketplace. Yeah. Um, and so they're all going to be available for to try out for free uh, for this, this one week. Uh, it should be pretty cool. Um, Xbox, Microsoft mentioned that there's going to be like between 75 to 100 demos. Yeah. Yeah. For seven days. Like if you play every single one of those, you're averaging like uh, (laughs) 75 to 100 hours. Well, look, so I, I don't even want to think of how many demos. Some of those are going to be 30 minutes. Some of them are going to be an hour. So you got to think that these are designed, uh, for you to get. Like they're vertical slices of a game that you're designed to like consume yeah. within a pretty short amount of time. Um, so like, there's not gonna, they're not going to be like you're, you're playing multiple hours long games. Um, and some like like one I saw that uh, I think Skatebird is going to be one of the yeah. one baby. And like that's not going to be all that long of a demo. You'd have to think, but of course it's probably one that you could just play forever because yeah. yes. Skatebird. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited for that stupid game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that sounds really cool. Um, I feel they've done something like this in the past before, but never this... Uh, to the scale. Yeah, never this amount of games. So it's also rumored that their showcase is going to be on the 23rd. So do you think in the any of the fest. okay? Do you think any of the big games they announced that are going to be part of this? I, I am, would think so. I'm begging for an Halo Infinite demo. I think it it lines up perfectly for them like to reveal a game and then we like and you can and play you can play you can play, you can play it on the show floor right like now. they would do at a at a at a press conference. That or is that is like the pinnacle of marketing for me. <laughs> Like yeah. that—that that is what I would consider to be the most successful marketing move that they can do right now. So, how much? Because of course it's free this year. It's going to be free. Do you think in the future they're going to do some like a, sort of like E three at home? Because uh, E three, as we know it, might be dead. Yeah. We don't. We don't know. Like yeah. it's not a great space. Who knows? But um, like I could see them selling virtual tickets where you'd be able to do stuff like this. Mm. Like, especially with how streaming is going with X cloud and yep. all that stuff. I feel like selling a ticket to this would take away a lot of what, like a lot of the kind of novelty of it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree with you, but I think they could do it. I think they will do it eventually. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. 
I would because then you could get other publishers on board. Yes, and and depending on how much that costs, I would be okay with paying some money for that. Yeah, that way we could cover it. It'd be fun. Yeah. So it would also be know. a I, lot to do. <laughs> I I just wonder that. I think so. A lot of these are not going to be very big games, and I think part of why a developer would agree to this because like it takes time on top of regular development time to create, to create a, a demo, demo. Right, yeah. right like it's not something that is a regular byproduct of game yeah. development and so i think like the only benefit would be like we for for the most part i would have to think a lot of you are like we wouldn't get this kind of um word of mouth about our games without this. So I don't... I I think a lot of what they're doing would have to be contingent on it being free and them just being able to kind of put stuff out there. Yeah. I don't know. So... I, I see that. If you had to guess, what do you think might be the biggest third-party game that's going to be part of this? Oh, I, I... I don't know. I have you, a... I, I think I think we're gonna get a cyberpunk one. Uh, I really do. I, I don't think that so. thought has been in the back of my head since I saw the I really, demo announcement. Their their the, partnership with Microsoft, the they have their own Xbox One, like X. They they yeah. did a controller. They've been very strong partners with Microsoft. I think that it's gonna happen. That'd be wild. I, I don't, don't think it's gonna be very long. But I think it'll be a little vertical slice where you can experience some of the combat, some of the driving, maybe. Uh, uh, it's, I it's, don't know. That's, that's, that's hard for me to imagine, like, with them having recently pushed the game back. I mean, I know they, they, they've been having these big, long streams showing stuff off, but... People just played four hours, that was the, and it was the it was prologue. Yeah. yeah, it was but the yeah, prologue. It was a good chunk. So if... but. If there were going to be something that were released, it would be that. Yeah. The stuff that recent people have demoed. And I, I don't know. I can't imagine them releasing I'd pay, I'd something like that. i five hours of a cyberpunk demo. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. I would go all I don't <laughs> think they will. I don't think there will be likely any major third-party games in this. I think the the biggest games we're probably going to see are probably going to be first-party Microsoft games. Be. It's only a week. That's So that's in my... Like, this cuts off, I imagine there will be some sort of file in there that it kind of kills your ability to play it at the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, similar to like when you get one of the Game Pass games for free right. and then they take it off. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. I think there could be some cool stuff. They could pull a system uh, with the demos uh, similar to what the Resident Evil 2 remake demo did where it was like you, you have 30 minutes to play and you can oh, just yeah. do however much you're able to do and then mm-hmm. once that timer's up you're out you can't play again so some of the other cool stuff about xbox is that there's going to be the rumored series s that was going to supposedly be announced back in june but then they decided to announce it in august uh, so that's going to be i imagine that's going to get announced along with price for the one x or the xbox series x and the yes. series s so, I imagine that's what will happen in August. Uh, they Microsoft was not happy with how that third-party showcase was received, I think. And I 
it's understandable because it was not mm-hmm. the greatest. It still was good. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, but... Like, still but, wasn't a yeah. Assassin's Creed gameplay review. It wasn't a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it still had that bright future memory game, which, I mean, I've thought about that game at least once a day. So, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for that game. I've thought about uh, Scorn a lot. Ugh. Oh, and I, know. No, I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's it, yeah, yeah, it's not something that that's, I like. I'm happily thinking Maybe about that's why it. you're not sleeping. Like, how <laughs> So, um, possible. <laughs> so, also, these two weird Twitter accounts showed up, mm-hmm. and I would have to say there's a lot more than two weird Twitter accounts. Well, yeah, you're right. But so, Fable and Perfect Dark Game mm-hmm. at Fable at Perfect Dark Game are live and registered to Microsoft oh accounts. Here we go with the Fable and again. have placeholder as the name of the Twitter. So, uh, Perfect Dark has been rumored for a bit that it is the Initiative's... Um, and they, they just announced today that thing, the Initiative's yeah. game is going to be in the July yeah. showcase. Um, so, that seems to be a plausible rumor, um, which would be very cool. Uh, that'd be dope, because they seem to have like a really good uh, cast of, of people working on that stuff. And yeah. Perfect Dark is a... It's a, a cool world that they could use. That not a, there's, I mean, you could basically do anything with it because yeah. it, it's been forever since the last game. Um, but God, fable. also, also one of the people following the perfect dark one um, is one of the heads, old heads of rare. Yeah. So it's, I'm just saying, they've said they're working on a fable. Oh so yeah, it's okay. It's gonna happen. I just. <laughs> I feel like, like we've had this conversation a lot. We've had this conversation on record on this podcast many times, yeah. and it has <laughs> not yet come true. One day. One so day. I. We have, okay. Speaking one so day. Speaking it has of to other happen. rumors, I, but I don't even think about. it has to happen. <laughs> We're done with the Xbox rumors. The other rumors that we have talked about, and this will transition well, um, is that <laughs> Rocksteady's that. game. Is not going to be a Superman game. Yes, which we know. It's, or rather, uh, I am adamant about. But it's going to supposedly be Suicide uh, yeah. Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, I hate you. That game's going to be bad. Hey, no point do It'll I... It'll look beautiful. It's like... Rocksteady knows What's that mean where it's like, no game. thanks... Like no, no. Thanks, I, I hate it. Thanks, yeah, I hate thanks, it. I yeah, hate it. yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Essentially, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, I hate it. Based on this rumor, this is how much, I hate it. This is how much time you've spent working on Suicide Squad. Yeah. Thanks. Part of the I hate. It. I think part of the <laughs> they have not been working on one game all this time. There have probably been lots of games that they have that pitched internally canned. that have been canned. Yeah. And this is weird to me. And, be- and they landed on Suicide Squad? Well, look. Well, look I'm not trying to be dramatic like, here. So is- it's possible that this comes from the corpse of... So at the end of Arkham Origins, uh, WB Montreal, who were the developers of that game, they te- like they were going to be making a Suicide Squad game. It's possible that this comes from the corpse of that. Mm. Which I'm I still feel, and not... I, and Suicide <laughs> Squad more directly... Transplants onto the, the bones of, of the Arkham game. games, then you could probably make of any other. Whatever. Real game. happy for all the Edge Lords. They're gonna love that game. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Oh. So also like the first like 
triple A Justice League like appearance game we're gonna get is just killing them. Like that's gonna make me so well, mad. First of all, you're not gonna kill any of them. Yeah, there's no you way. Better not. You say Whatever. there's no way, but like who even knows oh, anymore? I don't. Dude? But I, I think there's the not. Is we don't it's know not anything. physically possible. So I'm, for the whatever. I don't. For the dummies in the suicide. Thanks. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, WB Montreal is working on another Batman game, which they've been teasing. Supposedly, for, I mean, they've been teasing for. It months. seems like they're going to reveal it, and then nope, it's just so nothing happens. They are announcing. Supposedly, they are announcing it. Someone internally leaked. But they're announcing it at the DC Fandome. All right. Well, this is, is a thing August. that has been leaked that an announcement was coming before. So. Well, they leaked it to Schreier, who posted on Bloomberg. So we'll see. Bloomberg. We'll see. Um, that and the Avalanche, which is not the same as the Avalanche that makes Just Cause, uh, is working on the Harry Potter RPG, which is coming out to next gen games, and. Uh, is coming up next year, supposedly. That'll be announced later this year after the DC Fandome. Which, that's such a stupid name for an event, but fine. Um, it's like Fandom. Fandom, but with an E at the end. Yeah. Um, and they're treating they're it like a theme dome. park, like that one bad Bethesda E3. Yeah, they, I remember yeah. that. Um, Unfortunately. That was so... The yeah. weirdest theming, and it was... They didn't even, like, they didn't do it all that much. It. Yeah. So, you know, we're... We're living it. We are. Um, we are indeed living. Yeah. <laughs> but the not much uh, here, but the PlayStation now has an Indies label called PlayStation Indies, so that's cool. Um, Short and to the point. Yeah. I think you could shorten it even further to PlayStation Indies. Oh, jeez. All right. I didn't say it was good. Um, but Devolver. Just gonna, I'm going to have to say that's a clumsy portmanteau. <laughs> uh, Devolver announced that they're going to have a Devolver Indie Direct. Station. I, I mean. Yeah, that's that's right there. And that's that's not even good. Listen, fellas, I don't get paid for this comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. you got to phone it in. I spread well, it. Well, I, I, I give it for free. <laughs> um, oh, Oh, so, so Devolver announced they're doing a Devolver Direct on July 11th. Thank you. Um, so I've fingers crossed we'll that. see that Katana Zero DLC, DLC. That, uh, that has been in works but never released. Um, and maybe we'll see something else interesting. Yeah. Metal Wolf Chaos 2. I'm trying to think of... Devolver games because I know there's a good uh, the, uh, certainly it's going to they be published uh, if so nothing much. else it's going to be an entertaining oh, yeah, yeah it's always a chaos show listen I gotta um, see where that story goes no I mean I don't yeah <laughs> it, that's crazy so maybe Katana Zero The uh, Messenger 2 yeah uh, no they're, they're working on, they're working on Sea of Stars I did not like The Messenger so it's on Game Pass now yeah, it is. Okay. Good for it. Huh. All right. Let's see. What other news do we have? Uh, other E3 stuff. Square Enix announced that they're going to be announcing games in July and August. Mm. I love an announcement. <laughs> of yeah, announcement. yeah. I, it's so frustrating, but that's where we're at right now because no one knows how to market. Yeah, it's Even really though, weird. Even like, though it's easy to... They can put on these giant stage shows. Just put your trailers in a simple... Nintendo set out a good format. Yeah, follow it. Yep. It's somehow n- no other companies have have yet to embrace it. 
I mean, so the they, last Sony tr- thing that they have, okay, they've tried. Devolver but, embraced it and then stabbed it in the back. Right. Multiple Devel- times. Devolver went a different direction, but like the big <laughs> companies who have tried to do stuff, like it, it, it always feels like they. They're doing it, but they don't quite know how like, to do it. Like, they saw Nintendo... They watched Nintendo do it for, like, five minutes, and then and, tried... And they're like, hmm, that seems simple, let's do that. And it's, it's like, like that quick, like, little bit from Spongebob where he yells at Patrick, he goes, quick, write that down! It's that. Where it's just, like, not a proper translation of how to effectively do that. So, other than that... Um, Seth, I want to leave this piece of news to you. Yeah, so, okay. I, so this uh, is a... Uh, Came out of nowhere. Um, Just a random Twitter drop. Yeah, and in Japanese too. Like I don't even think there was a an a, an English press release of anything like this. Um, a while back, there was just, there was going to be the, like this at, at this anime expo thing. They released like this key art that included all of the world ends with you characters. Um, and these other two characters that I guess are like mascots of this whatever expo. Um, no one knew why this was, but we finally, earlier this week, found out that the reason they were being featured is because there is a The World Ends With You anime coming, um, with, uh, Tetsuya Nomura will have direct involvement in it, um, and it is just, I'm incredibly excited for it. Uh, certainly, be, on, on the one hand, I hope that it... And will eventually include a sequel, but also just because this. Oh my gosh, this this gonna be so great! I'm so excited to see the this world like fully realized in yeah. animation. Um, I'm so excited to see one of my favorite characters ever, Shomen Mimoto, uh come to life on animation on in, on the on TV. Um, I contend he is the greatest character that Tetsuya Nomura has ever created. Um, he's so great. And this game is so great. And the world is really cool, and I'm very excited to see it. I'm really interested, because you know I know they're going to change stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm very curious how that is going to work out. Uh, I really am curious, like, the way... Like, I feel like this can't exist without a plan for the future of this franchise so i wonder like how that stuff is going to fit into it oh man i'm so i'm so hyped and and even like the the thought of the art style in it like animated yeah. is i can't wrap my brain around it it's certainly not going to be a one-to-one recreation of it um because that really wouldn't work for a tv show it worked on the tiny DS screen. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm I'm pumped. Did you play the Switch port? I did. Okay. Does and, it work on a big screen? Um, <laughs> I mean, it looks really good. So the Switch port is actually a port of the iOS port. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. Um, that happens a lot with Square Enix games. But like, <laughs> since it's different because. Like the game, like it was sprite graphics in the original game, but yeah. they're it 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 works better than a lot more than a lot of games which are upresed because like the they can just use kind of the the high quality key art yeah um and so the game looks really great on 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 the switch 
Um, controls, eh. <laughs> Uh, but there's there was never really going to be a way to recreate the the, the dual screen. Yeah. Um, and you know it's so it's so touch heavy. But that's that's the only thing I um I have trepidation about there being a sequel is like I would hope they kind of they try to think of a more intuitive control scheme for consoles uh, because. This, what they have now, like it, I'm sure it works. It's it's fine for a phone, but for a, a even for the Switch, it 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 ain't yeah. it. Yeah, it was difficult. I got like a quarter of the way through the game and I couldn't do it. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Gosh, and the the music. Oh, it's so I. Good. That's another thing. I'm very excited what they're going to do. Um, I'm worried that they will take the Persona 5 animation route of just, like, directly transplanting the video game music into it. I'm more hopeful that they will instead, like, recreate the music to fit in the world. I don't know. I'm very excited about this. This is, like, came out of nowhere, and I I was so blown away that I was, like, my brain exploded. Is yeah. there is there any other news, gentlemen, that that's you want to speak about? That's all I got. Um, what about you, Seth? Um, I think I'm good. All right. Um, next week we'll make sure to talk about Min Min. We we played a lot as her earlier. Um, yeah, fun. yeah. Min Min's fun. So we'll talk a little bit about that next week. We got the Ubisoft press conference thing coming up. Mm-hmm. and Devolver coming up. So there's some news in the pipeline that's exciting. Uh, keep your eyes locked to the website. We're going to start posting more articles and stuff and um, as we as we can, um, you know, post cool stuff there. So keep your eyes there. And with that, we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. See you.